You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Stay tuned for a special presentation. A lot better than we usually do. Uh, All right, thumbs up. Ready, guys? Let's or- do this. Leroy Jenkins. Oh my God, he just ran in. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Let's do Dracaris. <laughs> Mr. X, you are looking live at a absolute train wreck of time zone text messages. You're in Oregon. I'm in Green Bay. And somehow I was still working off Eastern time zone for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What, what? Add one or two is really hard. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> what are you doing in Oregon? Oh, by the way. Uh, family wedding weekend. Who's getting married? Uh, a nephew, but my whole clan will be here. So. All the X's. Oh, X1, yes. X2, X3, and X4. Yep. Wow. And this is picking them all up this <laughs> evening. I came out a day ahead of time, get the Airbnb, get settled, because I flew from Maine. They're all flying from different places from Virginia. So I'll be picking them all up tonight. Where in Oregon, oh, by the way? Well, it's uh, outside of Portland, but I am in a little town called Willamette. Cute little town. I've heard Airbnb. of Willamette. Yeah, and when you sit on the porch here, I think I could hit six different pubs with a baseball, and I can't throw well anymore. <laughs> so this is going to be dangerous. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, are you, uh, are you at least connected to the latest news? In the world of baseball, because I figured, well, the trade deadline has come and gone. I have thoughts. I know you have thoughts being a baseball guy and also you being a strategy guy because trades are all about strategy for teams, right? When do you get a guy? How much do you pay? What do you plan to do with them, et cetera, et cetera? Fair. Okay. All Mm -hmm. right. So did anything surprise you at the trade deadline? Sure. All right. What's the biggest surprise? Well, uh, gee, I don't know about the surprise. The two biggest things, first and foremost, what the Cubs are doing is as dumb as anything. 
I have uh, no uh, idea what uh, they're doing. And what are they doing exactly? Well, that's kind of the problem. <laughs> nothing, right? <laughs> no, seriously, the answer is nothing. Look, it's easy to say, got to buy, got to sell. And sometimes it's not. Like, you know, what you have to do, what happens is with the expanded playoffs, everybody who's within striking distance, people think you have to go get better. Well, you have to say that. But behind closed doors, I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't want to give away our future just to kind of sneak into the wild card. Maybe you don't make moves. But in the Cubs situation, they had two guys on the market ready to trade, Hop and um, Contreras, All-Stars. And they did nothing. And they're completely out of the playoff contention. There was no reason for them to let their all-star catcher contract expire. And everyone was waiting to see where they went. And they'd said their goodbyes in the clubhouse. And then they said, hey, the phone's not ringing. <laughs> then they're like, you're still, you're still here, Contreras? What's the matter? Yeah. Now you get a draft pick in, just, you know, in the offseason when he walks as a free agent. That made just no sense. But I think the dumbest move, and maybe it shouldn't be a surprise given the ownership, but I'd say the Orioles, because how can you justify? Okay, they fall in that example of, okay, we're rebuilding. Hey, we're only one or two games out of the wild card. But we can't go give up prospects because we're a rebuilding team just to try to sneak into the wild card and let the Yankees kick your ass. I totally get that you don't buy. But how do you cut payroll costs when you're the lowest payroll in the league and trade away two of their better players when you're a game out of the wild card and, and your payroll's $24 million? Right. What, you had to cut costs? Be specific on the deals for those of our listeners oh, who are not complete baseball heads. Are you talking about the Mancini deal? Obviously, Mancini. is one. Yeah, and, and they traded oh, what's his, they traded a starting pitcher um, whose name suddenly escapes. But but dealing those guys was not. You're saying it was to, to reduce payroll, wasn't it? To get more assets to really have a big push up the mountain with what they've already got going. Mancini, Galdi told me months ago or a month ago, he's like Mancini, they're going to trade, and he said I'm all in favor of it, and he's an Orioles fan. Okay, I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid, maybe. But what you're saying to that franchise, who what what little fans they have, is, hey, we're supposed to lose over 100 games. We're within a game of the playoffs. Right. But we want to get something from Mancini before he's gone, and we're not going to try this. I, I just don't buy that right. on, a, on a franchise who has pretty hardcore fans that have they, they don't even throw oh. a bone to. I know, I know. It's uh, it's got to be tough because uh, I know two hardcore Oriole fans. One is of course Galdi. The other one is my boy. One account Rhodes, and yeah, they desperately want the team to be back to what they once were, which is a contending team. Yeah. But God, the neighborhood is so insanely rough, and yeah, this year they're a little bit ahead of schedule. Didn't you play them under anyway this year? Possibly the worst bet of my entire life. <laughs> exactly. But that's might okay. might be over in a couple weeks. Right. <laughs> hey, it was bound to happen at some point that there'd be yep. a clunker in the mix. Yeah, I, sure you know, that's the toughest thing. What are you building for, and when are you going to actually say we're all in? Now, 
compare that to the Padres. The Padres are living in a neighborhood where they are going to play for the wild card for as far as the eye can see, right, with the Dodgers up the street? Well, I don't know. I mean, this year, sure, they're a wild card. But, boy, I mean, they talk about shoving all your chips in the middle. Right. They're going for this. But don't you I think they're that- don't you think they're never going to have the nicest house on that street with the Dodgers in their division? I don't know. Okay. That house is looking pretty nice. Oh, it's insane, you know. You Darvish, jo- Josh Hader with an underperforming and off-hurt Machado with Tatis, now with Soto and Bell thrown in on top of it. Oh I mean, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I don't I don't see any reason to are they, are they too far behind this year? Sure. Yeah, they're 11 and a half. Are back. they are they going to compete? They, you're darn right they'll compete for the for the World Series this year, I think. Yeah. Sure. Well, that's – And a, they – Yeah. No, I mean, they – for the last two years, I kept saying with their farm system, they were going to make a push and get very, very, very competitive, and that never happened. I was about to give up on that thought when they dished their whole farm for Soto. Um, but, you know, the, the whole Soto thing – I'm you, so t- Yeah, did you feel like they got enough for Soto? I want to ask you that because you were once upon a time a Nats season ticket holder, yeah. so – well, I, I'm not happy with any of that. I don't understand the theory of, oh, we have to make this move now two and a half years from when it's due. It, it I, might be I one of the earliest dump outs, right, of a star yeah. player that there has ever been. Well, when you trade for prospects, great. There's a reason they call them prospects and not stars right. because they're still just that. You could give me the top five prospects in baseball, and I might not get a Juan Soto. So did they get a great haul? Yes. Did they, I think they could have got a better haul in December. But the whole concept of this ownership group is going to dish him now at the same time they're trying to sell him, what's the urgency? I, I don't get that. Yeah. Well, I've heard – they want to take the bad guy label off the new ownership group because the new yes. ownership group, and they've been talking to all these groups that are vying for the team, they've all kind of said, yeah, we aren't going to be in the business of paying a guy a half a billion dollars right out of the gate of our ownership. Then they're in the wrong business. <laughs> okay. I mean, Is that okay. going to be the cost of star players going forward for the He's foreseeable future? He's yeah. a generational player. He's 23. I know. Um, yes, it's a lot of money, but whether it's giving it to one guy or three guys who aren't nearly as guys, good. It's still right. coming out your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the difference? Uh, no, I, listen, I hear you on that. See, I said today on my show, I said, look, I get it that if a guy's going to leave, you got to get something for him. But that well, implies you're right at the end of the road. In other words, at the trade deadline, before the players walk year, and you're completely out of it. Now, the Nats are, of course, terrible, so that's not a factor. But I said, how come teams don't just say, look, we know that we can't afford this guy, but we're going to let him run out his deal because the notion of we got to get something for him kind of overlooks the fact that if we keep him, 
That's what we're getting for him. We're getting his services yeah. for another yeah. two and a half years, that, and that's pretty that's good. Great. And and I look, I rarely come down on the side of the the players making big contracts. I don't usually come on their side, but think for a second. Everybody likes to win, and everybody likes to get paid. Fine. Right. Before you lock me up for my entire career or 15 years on a team that has absolutely nothing, I'd be a little hesitant if I was Juan Soto, too. If he only cares about himself and money, take the money. But who wants to lock themselves up not knowing who the no ownership is, not knowing if he's going to be a one-man band on a horrible team? Right. I have no problem with him turning that down saying, yeah, it's a little early. Oh, I, I don't I either. What you're going to do? Yeah. I, I don't either. Not only was he going to be leaving $100 million on the table, but you're, all those reasons you said are correct. You don't know who the new owners would be. Plus, you would think it'd, it'd suck as a player knowing you're on a terrible team and also knowing that there's a bunch of really good teams that want you badly. So I'm yeah. from Soto's standpoint, I'm all behind it. But I just think that yeah. the notion of – you know, you got to get rid of them because we won't be able to afford them. It's a similar dynamic to what happened with Hader here in Milwaukee. That, you know, you could have made the argument, look, we know we're going to lose them, but that's not for another year and a half, and we're leading that, the division, so let's just ride it out. That was a shocker, too. I mean, you take the opposite of that to me, like an Aaron Judge, who gets a pretty good offer to stay on the on a, maybe the best team or one of the best teams, and he says, nope, I'm going to test free agency. When that happens, now, you're not going to let him go this year, but when that happens, you understand why the team says, fine, you know, you don't want this. We've got to get something for you. But that's as opposite as can be from a, a, a team with nobody like Soto. I mean, yeah. you you understand that when they you want to get rid of a guy that doesn't want to stay, but boy, this one, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. I, I guess the bottom line is the new ownership Hey, it, I'd love to take over a team at absolute god awful rock bottom, and they're getting close. So you can got nowhere to go by up. You want to take that theory? Fine, but I just as soon start rebuilding with Juan Soto. Right. So here we are, as as the Nationals have pretty much collapsed into nothing, and I look back at all the players that have that were once there, back when oh. you still had season tickets. And Just in the last three, four years, yeah. I, right, and it, it's sort of incredible. And I, I think about all the big money the learners paid out to guys that really weren't worth it, like Jason Worth, just to open up what I call a line of credit at the First Bank of Boris. And now it's like the learners are getting out, the World Series champion team is completely dismantled and cast to the wind. And you're like, except for Strasburg, obviously. And you're like, whew, well, wasn't that a spending spree? You know, the lights are up at the strip club. We've got nothing but lint in our pockets. Our last dollar is gone. It's over. I guess. But, you know, also you look at, if you look at Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Rendon, Harper, Soto, that's a lot of talent to walk in just a couple of years. And the only one they spent money on is the guy who can't stay healthy for a week. Funny. Yeah, funny how that is. It's almost like your house gets uh, destroyed by a tornado, and the only thing left standing is like the crappy couch that you didn't want anyway. <laughs> You're like, why is that still around? Well, it's your favorite couch, but it's just not working anymore. <laughs> 
Exactly. So uh, may I ask a philosophical question of Mr. Sure. X? Under Hello. the new ownership, whomever that may be, can I entice you, Mr. X, into a uh, partial season ticket plan? Oh, let's just get me to some games first. <laughs> You're That's like, possible let's, because let's it take is it all step, about ownership. Right, let's take it step by step. Would you consider, because you got out of the business because their customer service was beyond horrible. It was abusive yeah. at best. Yeah, it was like a bad Seinfeld show. You can't make that shit up and have people believe it's true. Right, exactly. So, uh, so you're saying let's just see if I go out yeah, there. I mean, it's it was the ownership. If they changed their tone and became oh, like the other twenty eight or nine teams, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sworn off them for life. They just this ownership group's never getting my money again. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. You know, my my Milwaukee friends here are asking. So, what what about the Nats fan base? How are they going to be? Are they just going to say, okay, we're out until they're decent again? And that's a question more for you because you went to the park. I said, yeah. well, there's going to be a lot of Capitol Hill staffers and lobbyists and a bunch of other D.C. government douchebags who are going to be disappointed, but I guess they're going to go to some games. Still. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's still fun to go to a game. Hey, my kids have been a couple times this year. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, you, if you want to go, you got you know, you got a short memory. Uh, when you have fun at a, at a game, um, you know, you, you got to have a short memory, but it's a little. It's it's gonna it's gonna take me a while. Is it? Uh, how long do you think this rebuild is gonna be? Well, now see, okay, that's you really can't put numbers on it anymore because it's all about money. I mean, you can rebuild a team in a year in the way baseball works now. Sure. If you if you've got deep pockets and let's just say the new ownership comes in, what are you gonna do? Go get Aaron Judge? You you can make a team real quick. So. I'm not saying that's the best plan, but it's up to you. Do you want to pull the, you know, the Astros and, and the early 2000 nationals and draft, 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 come in the bottom tank, tank, and, and try to really build a franchise or do you want to get good quickly? You can do that in baseball. Unlike other sports, you can go buy two or three off season players and, you know, make it happen. But, or you can, you know, build through the draft, get a good team and then let them all walk away at once. <laughs> Right, and then then break the hearts of your fans yeah. at the trade deadline. With, uh, you know, it's definitely a different game, though. I mean, you think back to some of the old, old, old good teams. You know, you can't stay together anymore. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. All right, you want to wrap up your uh, Mike Trout argument with Jay? Oh. You're 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 sort of back and forth. You're not talking to each other. I am the counselor in between the warring husband and wife on Mike <laughs> Trout and his quote-unquote generational talent, unquote. Okay. Well, Zabe, as you know, the last time we were on, last time I was on with you, we talked about Trout. And then next thing you know, I'm out on the boat getting these texts from Jay telling me how stupid I am and telling me this isn't Little League, one man can't win a pennant, et cetera, et cetera. And I know you were laughing at all that. But all I kept thinking was, was what did I say? Because I never... I didn't disagree with anything you said. Baseball's not a one-man sport. Sure. You, don't just, you, know, you don't just go win because you're good. And I thought, wow, did I did I misrepresent that? I must have said it really poorly. So it, then I went back and listened to the podcast, and I said nothing of the sort. I well, there you go. If I recall, we both said. If I recall, said, if I recall, what you said was essentially, and I'm paraphrasing, guessing. Sure. You're saying, how is it possible 
that Mike Trout, a generational talent, is going to go his whole career without sniffing the World Series? Close. I mean, I said, are we getting to the point where we wonder if he's ever going to be in the playoffs? That doesn't mean, A, it's his fault. He's not, you know, James Harden making his team worse. No, I'm just saying we're getting to the point where on the downside of his career and everybody makes the playoffs. Is that what you said? That's all you said? Well, okay. So it's more like it's a phenomena and it's really bizarre. And will it continue for the rest of his career or is he ever going to get, you know, and somehow, you know, Jay thought I said that, you know, uh, Trout's no good and that's why they lose, but whatever. Well, that's, <laughs> but here, here's, here's a good instructive lesson on how people are. People hear what they want to hear or what they think they hear. They don't always hear exactly what somebody says. Our brains process information at lightning speed, yes, but they also misprocess the actual words based on our own biases and perceptions. And maybe Jay has had a baseball bone to pick with you for some time, and he was looking, he was just looking for an inside pitch to charge the mound, and maybe that was the inside pitch. Oh, stop it. You're not throwing gas on this fire. No, <laughs> no I'm just saying, like, no, I, I mean, think, Jay, I Jay, really... Jay likes you. Jay, Jay is totally cool with you. It's just he loves baseball, and so sure. he, he likes he likes to get into a good baseball scrap, and I think he might have been looking for that with you. Nah, I, I think it's more, I think what you said is more a case of sometimes you think you know what somebody's about to say, so you didn't really have to hear it because you knew what they were going to say, and I didn't actually <laughs> go down that road. Right, like if you come back from the bar hammered on a Tuesday night and your wife is up and you know that she's been saying, I don't like that you go out during the week. And as soon as you walk in, she says something. You're like, I I don't want to hear it. And she didn't get into you about the drinking. She was just, hey, don't forget it's trash day tomorrow. That would be an example of you jumping the gun, expecting her to say something. And isn't that interesting, that rule I've always said in life? Have you ever once in your life been disappointed if your wife came home late and drunk heck no heck no uh depends on perhaps late if drunk she... and a good attitude let's go <laughs> depends on if she brought someone home with her i think well, the guy might be a little bit you know nonplussed by that okay yeah okay so there we go we're ra- we're wrapped on the book of trout trout is wrapped in newspaper jay if you're listening stand down <laughs> But you know he's not going to. He's gonna. He's gonna say no, no. Mister X yeah. said this. So anyway, no. Well, let's save it for something we actually disagree on because we're on the same side of that one. It's just a phenomenon. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, so now that we're down the stretch they come, post-All-Star break, how do the MLB races look to you, and how do you think these new expanded Rob Manfred playoffs, how do you think they're going to work out? Well, you know, it will be interesting to see. Sorry to say it that way, but, um, you know, the, the, yeah, but the good teams are really good. Yes. Uh, and you can't see them losing even in the shorter series. I mean, Houston and the Yanks are, are so much better than the rest of the league. Um, Dodgers, Padres, I think the Padres are going to move it up. The Mets still have what I would call a postseason look if they ever get DeGrom and Scherzer going one-two. They're not anybody you want to face. Um, you know, so Atlanta? Well, you know, I didn't think they could do it last year, and they did, so I can't count them out. But I, I don't see how they're as good as a postseason makeup of the other three. And, and that's kind of – I'm sorry. That brings me to another thought about the trade deadline, which is, you know, the, the really good teams just load up and get better now. And all the ones in wildcard contention are tempted to try to buy. And what that hurts – is all those solid playoff teams, let's call it like the Brewers or the Twins, right? or used to be the Indians, who are like, yeah, we're, we want to be in the playoffs, but we don't want to take on half the payroll of the league. You know, It's bad enough the Dodgers will start with a huge head start and we're competing, but those guys don't want to sell their whole future to just be in the hunt. So it's almost... It's almost like in some ways it's better to be the team rebuilding and, and making the big splash rather than being the Brewers who go, yeah, by doing very little, you just fall further behind the Dodgers. Yeah, it sucks Dodgers. to be middle that class. No, it does. It, I think it's worse and worse to be a middle class baseball yes. team in terms of talent, in terms of payroll, even in terms of market size. It's either yeah. good to be a, a major market with a huge payroll, big deep pocketed owners that you know lives high on the hog, or to be on food stamps and live a very yeah. simple life. Yeah. I'd rather be on the bubble than like you know the teams like the Brewers and Twins who are like we're just gonna watch everybody get better and we're out in the first round again. Yeah. That just gets that well, just gets to be a difficult spot. There, there was a lot of people calling your station today in Milwaukee saying. You know, if the Brewers aren't going to be all in, why should I be all in? And I'm like, so what does that mean? You're going to start going to less games. You're only going to watch six and a half innings uh, on TV. It's like, do you like baseball? Yeah. And the Brewers? Oh, I love them. Rooted for them my whole life. Would you like to see them make a playoff run? Of course. Okay, then. (laughs) Don't give me this, I'm not all in bullshit you're, you're yeah, in what it, you're in yeah, what are you gonna do <laughs> come on yeah, yeah. zabe it comes down to this okay you're you're uh you know magic fairy and you say i'll give you a world series and you're gonna you know lose 90 games for how many years to call it even well that is the you ultimate know, question two, three, I, six, yeah, eight. I, all right i told him i said look the nationals paid for their championship in blood 
by route of 200 lost seasons, of which you had season tickets at least for one or two of them, maybe both. Oh, all of them. All, all of them, them. right. 200 mm-hmm. lost seasons back-to-back, and you landed generational talents in Strasburg and Harper, which doesn't always happen because there's not always that guy in the draft, right? Sure. And then you had to go spend through the nose at the first bank of Boris, and it had to all come together, and even still, the year they won it all, they were 19-31 and 31, approaching June 1st. And then things fell into place. And if it weren't for poor uh, Trent Grisham in right field for the Brewers letting a ball go through his legs, it might be a totally different story in the postseason. So, and who hit that ball? Do you remember? I don't. Juan Soto. Oh, man. I think it was. That's my recollection. Yeah, yeah how about that? So, yeah, it'll, you know, what I think will be very fascinating to see is what happens if this new expanded playoffs ends up with several of the real marquee show pony teams wrecked what if it's like a demolition derby where you get severely random outcomes and it's not nearly as fun or predictable as people thought or had hoped yeah so we don't want twins brewers is that where you're going no Exactly not. I mean, I'd love it, by the way. They'd be great for us and great for our business. But my point is every sport, and I've had these discussions where, you know, people say they want equality, that everyone can win. But in general, the casual fan does not want too much equality because they don't want the playoffs to feel random. The playoffs in sports are supposed to be a test of meritocracy where the better team that was that rose to the moment won and was rewarded for doing that if the playoffs feel random that's bad for a sport well i've said this to you before but i think the uh, another way of looking at that is america loves to watch the underdog pull the upset it's the old david and goliath thing you know you love to watch david play goliath but in the early rounds if two davids win now you're screwed (laughs) <laughs> Nobody wants David versus David. Right. You know? Yeah, But you're exactly. happy to have the Dodgers play an underdog uh, Cleveland team. It's okay to have one giant and one upset. That America likes that. But you give me two upsets, and now all of a sudden you get Butler and VCU in the finals, and nobody wants that. Right. Yeah. That's the, Everyone wants a splash of upsets. Yeah. Like sauce, right. like sprinkles. Okay, uh, you have one story about an MLB pick the season total over-unders in Vegas contest, and then we got to talk some football because your season preview stuff is going to be up at callmemrx.com shortly. Hope so, if I can get through this weekend. <laughs> yes. Um, no, yeah, I, I don't remember if we told it, but this year the – I think it's Circa, one of the ve- casinos in Vegas started a um, – season-long uh, contest similar to what football's always done. And I entered it. And this is that dilemma where when I tell you how it's going, one, I jinx it, and two, you know, half your listeners start saying I'm being arrogant. But, you know, I like talking about the losers, and you got to squeeze in the winners. But it's you picked all 30 teams uh, over or under prior to the season. And I, I made two entries with two different people because you had to be present, and they did it for me. And at the break, I'm in first and third. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure I'm 
if everything comes out way I think, I think I'm gonna tie for first and lose the tiebreaker and end up end up just missing. But so that's awesome. So what may I ask is first place? You know, I don't recall. Um, it's life life changing money. Not life changing, but I think it's pretty close to six figures. <laughs> is it? So it would be boat changing money i always look at it this way if you have to fly to vegas to pick up second or third place winnings you probably bring nothing home <laughs> so i want enough so that it doesn't actually cost me to win <laughs> i tell you what it'd be great if uh if you won and then like roy scheider and jaws we're gonna need a bigger boat <laughs> <laughs> maybe Maybe. Would you I'm get not a, going to, Would you get a I'm bigger boat? Come. Would you get a bigger boat if if you uh, won? Um, or do you not need a bigger boat? I don't need. I could use a newer one. <laughs> that's for sure. Okay. And what would you call the new boat if this boat is "Don't Tell Mom"? Oh, the the name's staying. I'll peel that sticker <laughs> off the side. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's an okay. Cool. Okay, that's a great name. But I I already have the sequel name. For your bigger boat, if you win this big Vegas contest. You ready? What's that? First boat is Don't Tell Mom, because when you bought it, you told your kids, Don't Tell Mom. Mm-hmm. It did not go through the normal committee process for approval, right? Yep. Don't Tell Mom is the current boat. If you win this contest, the new boat will be called Mom Already Knows. <laughs> yeah. Just think about I thought that you're- one. Yeah, I was thinking it was going. You were going to say, uh, "I already told you, don't tell mom." <laughs> yeah, either that or yeah, one of those two yeah. would 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 work there. So it looks like, and I sorry, I was late calling you after our time zone mishap. I was taking a nap today because that's allowed for a guy that works early in the morning, and I missed I missed my wake up call, and I thought it was an hour earlier, but I just glanced at my phone, and I find that the NFL is going to appeal the suspension of Deshaun Watson. That's, yeah, you know, you'll have to fill me in on one thing. Uh, Godell has been king and ruler of all suspensions forever, but this one they gave to someone else, when did that change? It was apparently agreed upon in the 2020 collective bargaining extension. That okay. The, play, the players finally said, look, if you're going to be suspending us for huge chunks of the season, you have to first go through an independent arbitrator. And the NFL said, okay, fine. But sure. we still want the right to appeal it. And if there is an appeal, Goodell will hear the appeal. So the players, being the dumbass union that they are, agreed to that, and this is exactly where we're going to end up. So Goodell decides on the appeal? Yeah. So this was a real waste of money and time. <laughs> yes, it sure was. Like when your wife asks you where you want to go to dinner, and you know you're going wherever she picks anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's the dumbest thing, and and the big part of it is that the NFL not only wants a full year, but they want a fine on top of it because the way they structured Deshaun Watson's contract, he was only going to lose like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. That's just a case of not wanting to be outsmarted. Oh, you moved the money over here mm. instead of there. That's not going to fly. We're going to change. Right. Well, the bottom line is, look, I, I can't weigh in on Watson. I'm, I have mixed things there. I, I, you know, that's a very difficult one. But I will say this simply. 
if you compare him to some of the other suspensions, you got to really scratch your head oh. and say, yeah. What would this arbitrator have given uh, Ray Rice or um, Ezekiel Elliott for crying out loud? A, a quarter? <laughs> the basic Maybe a half? exactly the the NFL's suspension matrix of outcomes is like a dartboard at a frat house at two a.m. It's all over the place. There's darts yeah. in the wall. There's darts in the ceiling. There's a bullseye. There's the, all the numbers are they have no rhyme or reason. And they can't have any rhyme or reason because there's such different things guys are getting suspended for. The Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley gambling one is has been brought up so many uh. times in the last 24 hours. I'm ready to smash my phone looking at it. It's like, yeah, I know. They gave him a year for gambling. Yeah, it's hypocritical. They're partnered with Caesars, which is now fully involved in betting on NFL games. I get it. But at the same time, it's a bad look when a player is gambling on NFL games. And it's just a, it's a rule. They're just spinning the wheel. I mean, you know, it's one thing if you want to be extra harsh. It's one thing if you want to be lenient. But is there anything in sports that's less consistent than sure. what they dish out? There's just no consistency right. whatsoever. They're they're not even sure if it, these darts came from our fraternity. <laughs> right. Who brought these darts? <laughs> um, and then there's the Stephen Ross suspension for tampering with your boy, the Lote. I mean the goat, Tom Brady. My buddy, my producer calls him the luckiest of all time. Uh, oh Tom, my God, yeah, I know. Get old. <laughs> I, I know. And uh, uh, I'm just shocked that a he thought he could get away with it, and b he was genuinely reaching out to try to get him to leave the Patriots and then leave the Buccaneers, and he dangled a chunk of the team in exchange, which I always thought was illegal. You would think that. But wait a minute. What, what? Where's Ross again? What team? Miami. Dolphins. Oh, Miami. What else can Miami not do? I mean, between paying a coach to lose and tampering, ah, but how, they, how, does, but how do they not get wrist slapped really hard? In a miracle of all miracles, the NFL's investigation concluded that they did not tell Brian Flores, we'll pay you more to lose games. Even okay. though that may have been said, according to the investigative report, they said... It was not. It was obvious that the owner was not serious when he made those remarks. Oh, so he's a jokester. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Oh uh, my God! It's just, and of course they're covering their ass. They they don't want to lose this Flores suit in court, so they're trying to bolster their evidence. Going well, we did an investigation. It said that he wasn't told to tank games, but they still don't like what Ross was doing. So they're like, okay, you're getting fined and you're going to be suspended. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is probably a future congressional hearing into another NFL team. Oh, my God. Right. Do you remember, you're old, you're old enough to remember like I am, when this league didn't investigate shit. This league just played football games at 1 o'clock Eastern on Sunday and one on Monday night. That's all they did, Mr. X. They didn't investigate and get elbow deep in every fucking issue around the league and with teams and players and everything else. And you know what? We don't know this answer, but I would honestly wonder, or did they just keep it to themselves? Oh, yeah. They They used to say, I'm not going to embarrass you. You owe a million bucks. (laughs) Prior to Spygate, I'd be hard-pressed to remember the last league investigation into anything. 
Can you Pete think? Rose. No, no. I'm saying in the NFL. Oh, NFL only. I thought you meant any of the. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. That, that the league was used to just be a fucking football league. That's what they did. They didn't investigate everything. And then Spygate begat Deflategate, begat Ray Ricegate, begat all kinds of gates. And that's all they do now is investigate shit. The only thing I can think of is when George Allen would fly helicopters over the Cowboys practices. (laughs) Did he do that? What? Did he really fly helicopters? I know he was paranoid. On Dallas week, he would hire helicopters to fly uh, and hover over practice. They weren't really stealing anything, but he was just trying to get in their head. <laughs> like, hey, they must have cameras up in those helicopters. Wow. And they told him to stop doing it. That was the extent of that. All right. So uh, what is your quick thought on uh, football as uh, t- tonight? Tonight's Thursday. As you hear this podcast, tonight is the uh, the Hall of Fame game. The first tackling of the calendar year will begin, or the not the calendar year, but the of the football cycle coming up. The first hard tackle, even yeah. an exhibition game, will happen. This may be one of the games I do not bet this year. <laughs> okay, one of the few, huh? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm, you know, I don't know what it is about baseball right now. As much as I love it, and as much as I'm into it, trying to win that contest and everything else, I'm. Anxious for football this year. I will admit that. Usually I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I want more baseball. This year I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm, we've been doing a lot of work. We're going to try to uh, crush it, of course, this year. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah. um, I don't know. The only thing I can't stand is I can't stand trying to do the math of 17 games instead of 16. Yeah, I, I don't like that either. But no, there's a lot of things I don't like about the league anymore. Am I not watching? Fuck no. I will be watching with bells on. Can you do me one favor after this weekend, this wedding weekend in Oregon with yeah. all the X's and Mrs. X? Can you yeah, send she's me yeah, I know. Can you can you send me a photo? I will not publish it, but just for my personal enjoyment of you with X one, two, three, and four, arm in arm, in your suits, ties okay. ties loosened at the end of the night. Probably after some dancing, a lot of drinking, just sort of that wedding exhausted look would be a great look for you guys. Yeah, we, we will try to put something together. The last wedding out here is when X2 fell asleep behind his grandparents in the cornfield. So hopefully it won't be that bad this time. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. Mr. X, good to connect with you, and uh, we will talk to you soon, brother. Sounds good. Take care, man. There you go. Mr. X. Out there in Oregon, living his best life. You think of him as just a shut-in baseball degenerate off the grid, floating around in his boat up in Maine. He's a family man, the guy is. It's funny. All right, that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much for downloading and being a loyal ZabeCast listener. This now concludes the free portion of the week. But if you're saying to yourself, God, I really need a little bit more of you. Zabe, for the weekend, why I'm here to tell you, for a mere $5 a month, you can subscribe and be a true one percenter. Go to zabe.com slash premium and sign up for the Fridays of the ZabeCast. Tomorrow, we're going to have Notorious J-A-Y. That seemingly is going to be his honey hole spot for at least the foreseeable future. 
He's my best guy. He's polarizing at times, but he's always good for a laugh. And I'll mix it up from time to time as well. You can buy 12 months for the price of 11. So there you got that going for you, which is nice. Or subscribe month to month and cancel anytime. I'm not here to trap you into your $5 a month expenditure because look, we all subscribe to things now left and right, and it can start to add up. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great Thursday. Enjoy tonight's Hall of Fame game between the Jaguars and the Raiders with nobody you know playing and you don't really care about it, but you can bet on it anyway. And we will see you next time.